Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BMP, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss The Devil is a Part-Timer, Season 2, with our special guest, Yotan. So welcome back, Yotan. It's great to have you. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Well, thank you, Draggle, and thank you, Marina. It's a pleasure to be back. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I'm a Hyoton on Twitter. Uh, I'm at H-Y-O-T-O-N-1. That's probably the easiest way to reach me. Yeah, thanks for coming back. So we're very happy to have you because we know you have very strong opinions about The Devil is a Part-Timer, Season 2. I'm sure, I'm sure we're, uh, this was a show everyone was really looking forward to. It's been quite a long time in the making, hasn't it? Yeah. You know how, uh, Scamp always makes those, like, fake season preview charts? Uh, where it's, like, the shows everyone wants to get a sequel to? Wait, does he? Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he makes those quite often. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this has been in the, those charts, like, every time he made them for the past 10 years. That's ins- I mean, I guess it has been almost 10 years. 2013 is when the first season came out. Exactly. When you're shy of the 10-year the reunion. So close. Yeah, it's been a very anticipated show, and now it's finally here, and no one is watching it. <laughs> except for the fools. So for a little explanation of the meaning for Devil's Part-Timer to me... Uh, this was one of the shows that I, like, actually got really, got me really into anime at the time. So I was in, in school and, um, you know, the essence of season one, a lot of the charm, you know, kind of the, just enough fantasy elements to keep it interesting, but really focused on his, on Miles McDonald's career. All of that got me so interested. I actually went out and bought the light novels as they came out. Oh, wow. So uh, the, the show has a lot of personal meaning to me. Did it make you go to McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to a McDonald's per se in a, in a long time. I am more of a Burger King fan. Okay, so it wasn't that good. <laughs> it, it failed at its one job. But yeah, I think a lot of people like this show. It was like, uh, before there were quite so many isekai. I guess this is isekai, so like reverse isekai or whatever. Reverse isekai, yeah. Yeah, but now people are like, oh, so many isekai, I can't stand another one. And at the time, and even now, I think the idea of... It's called the reverse isekai, even though it's really just another isekai. The idea of someone from fantasy universe coming to our universe was a little novel at the time. Uh, certainly with all the Naro series that have been adapted, I think it's still kind of a novel thing to happen. Right. And the the really novel thing is the uh, the whole McDonald's aspect. like uh... <laughs> The setting, right? <laughs> Seeing these fantastical, very powerful fantastical characters in such regular Joe jobs. Exactly. So it was really funny to like see this demon king coming, flipping burgers, having his uh, his top general like get all pissed off about the household budget, and then having uh, Lucifer be like this elite who couldn't control his Amazon order addiction. <laughs> so like I, I I didn't like like the first season quite as much as you, but I I quite enjoyed it as well, and I was looking forward to this one. 
Yeah, hearing you talk about it like that is very nostalgic. Yeah. Especially the the tension between Emmy and Mao in the first season. There's always kind of the palpable sense of, well, is she going to go over the edge? Or, like, is, is Mao actually sincere? Uh, something that you don't really get as much in the light novel because you're in Mao's head so much. But when you're looking at him from the outside, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to balance whether or not he's really going to take over the world with McDonald's or if he's just kind of enjoying his time in a peaceful Japan. I kind of thought of it as a retired war criminal, you know, goes to a different country and people, people kind of follow him after that, seeking to kind of resolve their old issues. Exactly. And with the whole Mao Emmy dynamic, it's all, it's like, well, they won't they have, Will they murder each other or will they get married? You you can't tell which it's going to be, which makes it very fun to watch. But this latest season has not been fun to watch. Yeah, I was going to say, as quite a few things have changed in these past nine years since the original series that we all seem to enjoy to some level, right? Like the studio has changed. We have new characters. And it to me, it feels like the tone is pretty different now so let's go further into that about you know some of these changes well, i think we have one new character <laughs> alice remis <laughs> or are we talking about the other character is a bit generous here <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> she, she one main person it's kind of i can't even say it's a person one main thingy it's kind of unfortunate isn't it that this aired right after uh spy x family last season with anya right yeah. i mean Obviously, this show, the series is much older than The Spy Family, but because it took so long to get adapted, the whole cute child who's a little bit more than what she seems has already been done last season. I guess cute comedic character, character seems, who's more than what she seems. And Alas is kind of a lot flatter than Anya. She's flat on her own. I, I really hated her. But I said that I got into the light novels after uh, season one, what I realized is that there wasn't going to be a lot of great material after season one to adapt. It focuses so much on the magic baby and on kind of the more fancy denizens coming in and kind of crowding out the cast. Okay, so the first season does sort of wrap up everything that was interesting, is what you're saying? Well, like Jungle said, it's really interesting to see Mao in the, his mundane job. Mm-hmm which kind of has the semblance of order. It gives him a solid goal to look forward to. I don't I don't know if taking care of Alas Remus really adds anything to that. I mean I guess in theory it could, but all this all the stuff he does with Alas Remus is more rom-com-ish with Emmy. Yeah. It's supposed to give them something to work together on, but it's not really clear why to me why they're working together on it. Why does he feel so much attachment to Alas? so much responsibility and then emmy's even even more so why does she care at all and alas herself is her whole shtick is that she asks mao and emmy oh are you getting are you getting together are you fighting and it, it, she just really has no character of her own she really doesn't she's very boring well she's there as a you know personification of the shard right and and a seemingly what they're trying to aim for here a very cute package Right? Like, she's supposed to be funny and cute, comic relief. She is not funny or like cute. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. Cause there's already plenty of comic relief with our original, our established characters, right? right. But I feel like we already sort of have a child in Lucifer, to be honest. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Alice Ramos just feels redundant. <laughs> 
they should need to like get a custody agreement between Mao and Emmy to take care of Lucifer. That, no, that no, but the, here's the thing. That would, that's what makes sense, right? Like, yeah. what does Emmy care about Lucifer? But somehow she cares about Alice Ramos. Is it because of the, the shards, you know, and her holy sword? And like, there's that connection there. I think it's supposed to be because she's just a cute baby. A cute kid who calls her mom? I think so. <laughs> For us, at least, I think that's the draw. We're supposed to naturally be appealed to by Alas Ramos's cuteness and the whole parenting aspect. So in the light novels, I think they do a, a better job of establishing that Alas has a lot of significance for the fantasy plotline. But honestly, I think in the anime, the fantasy politics have never really come off as, as really compelling or convincing mm-hmm. they're just kind of one-shot villains olba the angels that pop up they they do their thing and then are are driven off or in that that one angel's case they get really fat and obsessed with <laughs> mao's manager yeah. right there is a little bit of further re- revelation there with the um what's his name the bird dude who comes cameo yeah yes <laughs> what's his name again? <laughs> i think his name is actually cameo right c-a-m-i-o okay yeah. Or the Graven Crow, whatever guy. Whatever, what I originally thought was like a tango, but Bird Dude, who was like his second in command who took over once Mal left, right? Yeah. Like, that was semi-interesting, I guess, but then he, he left just as quickly as he arrived. So, yeah, I don't really have any interest in the politics of the previous world. Yeah, what they need is like the part that made the first season good, the... The funny character interactions, but now they've—they—they're not even at McDonald's anymore. They closed down McDonald's. They're going farming for some reason, <laughs> and Mao is just basically like being a cop for some reason. It makes no sense. Isn't that funny to see the de- devil doing good in our human world? No, <laughs> and he, he does it all the time too. Like it, originally. It would have been ironic in the first season, like, oh, he's helping the humans. But now that's all he does. Right. He's defending the humans. He's defending Alas Ramos, defending Emmy. Like he's basically like a good guy, and the angels are devils. They've just like switched sides. That's what they're doing, right? They they've been grounding us into this for quite a while now, since the start of the second season. I don't know if they did it much in the first season. I probably should go back and rewatch it to see if I still like it as much as I think I do. But, you know, with them doing more backstory, right, revealing his past, how he was just like a nobody little demon boy, and him rising in power, and him wanting to, like, get something better for the the devils, and then him, like, getting to know humans, farming the land that, you know, Emmy's family used to do. It's like trying to make him a good guy. Exactly. At the very least, misunderstood, yeah. And that's so boring. Evil is is much more entertaining than good. Especially because I think in the first season, the whole conflict is, well, Mao's armies, you know, were conquering the lands and they, they killed Emilia's father underfoot and no one really remembered him except for Emilia. And the whole dramatic arc is, is Emilia, you know, letting Mao know about this and Mao coming to terms with what his, his armies did. And now it feels like they're kind of drawing back on that, you know, to try and make him more sympathetic, which I kind of understand in a, what you want to be a long-running series, but I feel really takes away from his appeal yes. as, you know, the, the big, scary, evil demon lord. Yeah. Can you guys remind me, though, why did he... Like, they fled to this world, our world. Why? They were defeated by Emilia, and so they jumped through a portal, which was later, I think, retconned to be part of Lila's scheme. 
And Emilia jumped through as well. Okay, that's as I um, remember. I think right? more supportive. So why don't they go back anytime the chance comes up to go back? I think they just lack enough power. <laughs> now, you might be asking why they didn't just go with Kanye. That's what I'm, and the answer yes. is, I don't know, actually. There is no explanation that I remember from the light novels either. It's it just a big hole in the sky. Happen. They, like, watch everyone fly away. With their combined efforts, they close it. But, like, why didn't they also fly through it and close it from the other side? They have to take care of their daughter. Why can't they take her <laughs> with them through the hole in the sky? Because then his wife would be mad at him. Or something. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it especially doesn't make any sense because the whole point is with the nicer Mao, he really doesn't want the demons to be conquering the lands or trying to resist the humans or otherwise getting into warfare, but he just doesn't. There is no explanation. The, the writing really goes downhill after the first season. Yeah, I find it really confusing, like their motivations, their goals. And like they've brought up in recent episodes how he wants to rule this land now, right? Our world, this human world. Now he is in awe of everything that humans have done without magic. And it seems like a great place to rule. And I'm just like, is that is that your objective now? I, I think he wants to like, rule by becoming a manager at McDonald's. Or at least last season, <laughs> something like that was his goal. Now I don't know. Now he wants to be a fucking cop. <laughs> and that was the benefit of sticking with McDonald's, right? Like, of course it was implausible that it would ever happen, but you never know. He might go through the McDonald's chain and become like an evil CEO. But he's jumping to the farm, he's working at the beach, like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> There's no coherence. And going back to the whole politics thing for a sec, there were McDonald's politics, like the whole competing fast food mm-hmm. chain with the angel who was trying to kill them. Right. But that, that's not enough. You gotta have, we gotta have the fantasy plot line brought in here with, oh, there's, the, the demons are like doing stuff in the other world. And I, I don't know, I just did not, do not care about Into Isla at all, <laughs> except in the most like minor ways. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what a shame. How did it end up like this? It really kind of speaks to the author's priorities, I guess, because the author seems to really want to build on this fantasy aspect in the real world as opposed to people who just happen to be fantasy characters who are in the real world. And the distinction being the focus is more on the fantasy magic aspect versus the kind of mundane realities that someone powerful would have to go through. Which is so weird, because no one cares about that. (laughs) Here's my question then. Okay, like we, we've sort of talked about how long it's been, how surprised we were when the sequel was announced, right? Because nobody really expected it after years went by. Would we feel differently about the focus in this sequel if it had aired connected to the first season or very shortly after the first season? Would we be okay with the shift in focus now? I don't think it's the shift in focus that's the problem. It just, it sucks with the new shift in focus. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, my, it's my the kinds of you question to see is, like, it. assuming, like, we had a continual series of, uh, of these seasons, and then we could have thought, oh, maybe there's going to be a third season that's going to bring us back to what we loved about in the first season after giving us all of this, like, backstory, more fleshing out of the magical worlds in the second season. And maybe we'd be we'd be more accepting of what we're getting right now in the hopes for what we might get in the future. So, so maybe we could have been checked into hoping for it to turn <laughs> around. Maybe. Maybe we would have seen it more as the logical outgrowth of the story rather than right. some jarring shift. Okay, yes, that's a, that's a nicer way to say it, right? This just seems like a logical progression of these characters, our understanding of them and their motivations. I and then let's I go back to the fun. I think I still would have been pissed there, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> the one thing I will say is that if they did that, then I hope they would not have adapted the farm story because the farm story is actually, it's an anime only storyline in the sense that it was bonus content in the first season one Blu-ray that was later ported into the light novels. And so wow. when I was watching, <laughs> so you, you know how they add it, give those, usually give like bonus materials. Like bonus episodes. Yeah. 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 So, so it was a written light novel chapter in in the style of, of a light novel chapter at least that was packaged with, with the blu-rays my understanding oh, interesting and was later rewritten for the light novels this farming arc the alice stuff is dumb but this farming thing seems especially dumb like that whole bear story what the fuck was that <laughs> You know what's funny? When that thing first appeared in the background, right? Ominously in the background as they're farming. Kewu, when he watched it, oh, he's like, oh, it's like a, it's a boar. And I'm like, it's not a boar. That's a really <laughs> shitty looking, it's a shitty bear. They were just talking about bears. He's like, it can't be a bear. That doesn't look like a bear. And then lo and behold, it's a bear. A and really you thought ugly the one. bear in Golden Kami was bad. <laughs> <laughs> now look at this bear. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really love those tweets that you had about like hey it's a bear we should like hunker down and be quiet and hide and not make our presence known and it's just like the completely opposite of any kind of wilderness survival training that we've been given yeah it's so dumb and, th- and then this next episode she like wrestles the bear and oh my god <laughs> and then that's that car what the fuck <laughs> so I had thought when they met the starving bear at the end of the episode, the whole point was going to be, oh no, it's a starving bear, we're all scared, but it's actually just hungry, and so we just need to keep treat it with kindness, and maybe give <laughs> no. it something to eat, and we'll go off on its own. But no! Just like season two of The Devil's a Part-Timer, it was a subversion, and it was actually about destroying this bear's life. <laughs> uh, I wonder, yeah. did she actually kill it? I know she, like, I mean, it looks pretty, it looks pretty bad. How <laughs> she, like, flips him onto his back, but... Is he dead? No, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I assumed it was dead because Alas Ramos was calling her the bear slayer in the subs on Frontier Roll. Um, it's possible that it survived because it's a bear, but... And, and really, that kind of... I think that would make more sense in season one, where Emmy is still very violent, as opposed to kind of the motherly figure in season two, yeah. who only really fights angels. Well, I think it's also a testament to how she's changed, because she's mortified by it, right? Like, she's just horrified yeah. that people saw her do it, and she's, like, embarrassed by this nickname, and maybe she wouldn't have felt that way in the first season. But, I mean, we're laughing about it, and we wanted more humor. Is this not the humor <laughs> that you wanted? I think we're laughing oh at it, not with it, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, the cat face she made after she found out, like, people had seen her do it was, like, the ugliest cat face I've ever seen. I know it was supposed to be funny, but it was, again, it was not funny in the way that I think they meant it to be. Well, a lot of the faces in this season, like we said, that's a new studio, new people on hand, and it's just... I don't like how it looks. Yeah, they redesigned all the characters for season two because of the, I guess, the new studio and the new director. And I had heard that it was supposed to make them look more like the light novels, but the light novel designs are really cute. And these designs are not cute at all. (laughs) As you said, they're really ugly. It's just there's something wrong with the proportions of their faces and their eyes. It's it's very off-putting to me. The eyes are always so bad. There's always at least something really minor but noticeable. And sometimes they're just completely off. They're angled wrong. They... They have weird lashes on them. It's just a nightmare to look at. Like, oddly enough, I feel like some of the better looking characters are like the baby blob, Alice Ramis. <laughs> I feel like she looks like a cute baby successfully most of the time. And certainly she's supposed to be very squishy. Yeah. And like, 
I love the other people. Chiho yeah. in particular, I think, got a raw deal because the original Chiho is also very cute mm-hmm. and very round, and this one just doesn't look like her at all. I, I could barely recognize her in the opening. So Chiho is the one character that I hate in this season, but I also <laughs> I also hated her in the first season. Wait, why? She's just so boring. Oh, Draggle. She's like <laughs> such a nice and sweet girl. It disgusts me. It disgusts you. You know, your your dislikes, your disgusts in real life versus in shows just crack me up. <laughs> Imagine you saying this about real people in your life. She's so nice. She disgusts me. No. She represents the potential of humanity to bond with both the yes. Entegislans and the demons. The innate goodness of people See, get in a peaceful world. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's boring. Boring. <laughs> Well, guess what? Lucifer is getting more and more drawn into it, and he's now very protective of her and caring for her. Ah, you disappoint me, Lucifer. (laughs) The Chiho Emmy fan wars are something of legend. Are they? Oh, yeah. People on the light novel side really took sides on it, often very, uh, I guess, verbally violently. Oh, wow. To the point that when it finally ended... And, and the series is long over, which is another reason that it's strange that we have this adaptation. Uh, the author was getting death threats for how he ended it. What? <laughs> I did not know that. People really had strong feelings on this series. Oh, I did too. I guess after 27 volumes. 27 volumes of this shit? Something like that. <laughs> it went <laughs> a long time. You gotta read it now if you haven't already. Did you read them all? I stopped around volume 7 because I couldn't take it anymore. Wait, you got 20 more to go. Let's go. Volumes? How can you write 27 volumes about this? What what volume are we on now? Like volume 2? <laughs> no, no, I think we I think we covered volumes 1 and 2 in the first season oh. and we should cover like four volumes this season. The pace is really weird. We covered four volumes this season? Something like that. Three or four volumes. What? The first volume would have been that the new angel. The second volume would have been the beach. Third volume is the bonus chapters, the farm. It's up to you if you consider that a chapter. And then we have to conclude this this adventure. How, how did this season cover twice as much material as the first season? I don't get this. Yeah, the first season either covered two volumes or three volumes. But whatever the case, we're we're doing a lot more this season. Because it seems like absolutely nothing of value happened this season. So what you're saying is, this is going to be the second season, the hated season, and then we're going to get a (laughs) glorious third season that'll bring us back to what we loved in the first, because we have so much more material to cover. Bridge to a much better animated world ahead of us. I think we need, like, eight more seasons. (laughs) We'll just just pump this thing out. It's like Mushoku Tensei. 27? Oh my god. There's merely 21 volumes of, of the light novel, but there is still, I think, an ongoing manga adaptation. There's a, a manga spinoff where they're in high school. There's a lot of Devil's a part-timer. 21. So it's fairly popular. I just wonder, why did it take so long to get this sequel? And why did the sequel turn out like this? Well, I think they made the right decision originally to stop at season one. <laughs> and you think that they just made this because of, like, how much... Money-grubbing. Money grubbing? Uh, how much material there was? And then they, yeah, were money grubbing? I think so, yeah. It was the endless churn of the anime industry. We got to fill hours on streaming sites somehow. But yes, it, it is really strange that it looks like this because it's not like the studio that's making it has made a lot of really ugly anime, especially recently. Yeah, it baffles me because, you know, as much fun as we made of Musical Healer Girl, right? We were all like, wow, that show sounds and looks great, even though the writing, whatever. And then they had Sal, Gungale Online, which I loved. And I mean, Princess Principal, I think we all liked how that looked, right? Oh, yeah, that was yeah. amazing. 
And flip-flappers? I mean, what what happened here? And at the worst, like, all these shows have looked passable. And this show really struggles to reach passable. I would say it struggles to reach just merely ugly. Most of the time, it's just lip-flaps moving. The fight sequences look atrocious. The the heads and the eyes are all over the place. The, the opening, too, I, I didn't notice until, like, I refused to look at it until around the third or fourth episode that Alciel is really off-model in one of the shots. And this is the opening that's going to appear every time. Yeah, if anything, usually the opening looks way better, ten times better than the rest of the show, right? Yeah. Perhaps we can chalk part of this up to the the directing effort, because the director's latest anime was not very good. What was his latest anime? Are you talking about Daisuke Kushi? Yeah, so they changed director going from season one to season two, and I think the new director's most notable recent anime was Isekai Cheat Magician. Oh yeah, that was crap. And there's like a bunch of OVAs that he that he has directed, but mostly it's like episode directing in other shows. Yeah, I didn't see Isekai Cheat Mag- Magician, so I don't know anything about it. It was garbage. <laughs> but uh, I, I think like even if they fixed all these production issues and it looked amazing, it would still suck. Yeah, I'm just wondering, because you said off of the source material, right? And you dropped the source material. Like, what if we had a better director on hand or, you know, someone with better vision? Do you think they could have even saved it? I think they could have salvaged the comedic jokes Mm. and played down the overall Enta plotline. Because actually the first season does have some filler episodes that were made solely for the anime. And if they slowed down the show and got rid of that, the horrible farming stories... (laughs) I, I just did not need to see a man wet himself because he was scared of Emmy. <laughs> a demonic-looking Emmy. <laughs> and, you know, I, th- I really feel that there's a lot of material to mine in there. Mm. It, it's just they steadfastly refuse to do it. The, the priorities are just not there. So I think they could salvage some parts, but the Enta Isla fantasy storyline, that's a really hard sell for me. That just goes nowhere really fast. And the characters are not in Enta Isla. As far as I read, there's just really no connection. They're just getting everything by telephone. That's true, actually. Because even in the first season, it's not like anyone liked the show for its plot. It was Mm -hmm. more about the humor. It was all the McDonald's stuff and the humor between them, yeah. 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 It's like a a character-driven show. You know, you come in, you see the characters, you have a good time, and maybe something happens and it doesn't. Exactly. And Emmy yells a lot and threatens someone with a knife. Yeah. So maybe they could have... Could have made it good if they focused on that again. Merely adequate, even. Yeah, but this season is not funny at all. I mean, we've got a few more episodes, right? So, you know, maybe they can give us hope? No? <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. I, I, I'm thinking about, I think, what happens next volume, and it's just more fighting, to be honest. I, I'll, I'll just let people know that there's going to be more fighting, and if anything's been an indication, they are going to be poorly animated fights. I am so looking forward to to the end. <laughs> <laughs> so one more thing I will add too is that because of the need to introduce the magic baby Alice Ramos and all of her associate plotline early on, I think all CL and Chiho in particular suffer from it. They're, they don't really show up a lot compared to Mao, Emmy, and even Lucifer. And that's a pity because I enjoyed kind of Chiho mooning over uh, Mao and Alcio also mooning over Mao. <laughs> Um, and they just—they really have no plotline and go nowhere so far. I'm fine with yeah. Chio not showing up, but I agree that we need more Osiel. I wanted more Lucifer, more Osiel. Yeah. Even like you know, Christ- Christia Bell, the the girl with the huge ass hammer. Yeah, I like her oh, too. Yes. I love her. Favorite character. I do miss those interactions. I don't even remember this person. The girl with the huge ass hammer. She got the blue hair. The little girl who's like, or oh, younger the ninja girl who's girl? like always there. 
Yeah. Priestess, yes. Wait, this isn't the ninja? She... Ninja. I guess it's ninja-like. Suzu... Suzuna? I thought that Suzuno. was... Suzuno. Suzuno, yeah. yeah. Wait, her name's... Chris. I thought her name was Suzuno. <laughs> In the human world. <laughs> In Enta Isla, her original name is Crestia Bell. She's the priestess of whatever religion it is. Yeah. She has a little hairpiece that turns into a hammer. Oh, I thought she was from Earth. Nope. I see. It looks like we have a a season one rewatch in our future. I actually just rewatched it like one year ago. What? (laughs) I know. I see my title of number one or number two Crystal Bell fan is safe from Draggle. Yeah, you you can keep it. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in again to Kaisek Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaisek Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Draco underscore Kuhn and at Anime BNB. Listen to view us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so we can continue to grow and improve. You can also find us on Google Play and follow Yotan on Twitter at Yotan1. Thanks for listening. See you next time.